Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. We thank you guys for joining us today. A wild weekend. On Friday, we left the office, and Deshaun Watson had a new team. Uh, That's the crazy thing about recording a podcast. Sometimes news breaks after you stop recording. But we are going to talk about that today. Of course, we're going to talk about March Madness and everything that's going on. On that side of the world, and also a little matchmaker Monday for you guys. We thank you for being with us, Big Country. I know you've already put it in the chat here, Gur Mondays. Yeah, just, you know, you, you think it's going off to a hot start. You go ahead and say and think that, and then boom. No, all of a sudden it's not. But, hey, we're here. I think we finally got to a, a good start. I feel like last week we were just struggling with the technical difficulties. Not today. So a lot going on. Maybe just a smidge on my end, but... No worries. Quick fix. Quick fix. Did you need to get something off your chest? No, no. I'm, I just don't think I had it plugged in all the way, which mm. I guess can be an issue at times. That so. is an issue yeah. sometimes. Let's start here because I do think a lot of people are looking forward to our takes on the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, on Friday afternoon, Deshaun Watson officially traded to the Cleveland Browns. We were shocked. Uh, I think that even Friday morning, I think we talked about how the Browns were out of the running, or at least I know we did on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the kind of the thought process from every NFL team is that the Browns were out of the running. And then on Friday, out of nowhere, we didn't even get a report like Friday afternoon that was like, hey, by the way, Browns might be back in. <laughs> Everything, every reporter was all in on this is definitely going to happen for the Falcons or the Saints. Mm-hmm. Those are the two teams. And then we get that bombshell dropped on us by Adam Schefter that he was traded to, like I said, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, If I remember right, it was like three first-round picks, uh, like a third and a fourth, something like that. The three first-round picks are the big deal. Uh, I know a lot of 49ers fans were even upset over this is what we traded to get Trey Lance. And Uh uh, I'm sure a lot of Falcons and Saints fans were also upset. And there were also a lot of angry Cleveland Browns fans. Oh, for sure, and I'm sure another fan base I was pretty upset was the Carolina Panthers because I bet they're sitting there like, wait, you can be told no and then still have an opportunity to be told yes? Because we I were think... told no and then just left the building. The Browns get told no and are like, actually, we've been told no so many times. We'll take that as a maybe. <laughs> we've we'll just offer before. you the most possible. Exactly, and I, that was, I, I think, a deciding factor as you go back to that negotiating table. Deshaun Watson gets $230 million guaranteed yeah, over I think it was five years. Yeah, puts him at about forty-six million dollars um, higher than guys like Patrick Mahomes. Even uh, it, re- it doesn't reset the market, but I mean, he's right up there. Aaron Rodgers getting fifty, Deshaun Watson getting forty-six, Mahomes getting forty-five. It's crazy to see all this money going to quarterbacks now. I mean, you're taking yep. a good chunk of your salary cap, you're giving it to one guy on your team, almost twenty-five percent of your salary cap going to your quarterbacks oh absolutely and when you're Cleveland I mean you have a pretty stacked team offensively there's a lot there defensively 
you have Miles Garrett and a bunch of guys who have big names but can't stay healthy enough to make an impact for a full season. So like, that's kind of an issue. That's like that's the one thing I'm honestly worried about with Cleveland moving forward is the guys on your defense who are supposed to be the key playmakers haven't been able to stay healthy. Now, granted, you went and got Joke last year in the in the draft for your defense. That kid's going to be a playmaker, giving him another year to develop and play in the NFL. But man, the Browns are going to be a scary team next year. Like, I saw this morning they are the favorite to win the AFC North. Yeah, um, a, you know, a very good division that was just in the Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, obviously, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are always good, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't care who their quarterback is; they're always a competitive team. Yeah, and, and last year, oops, sorry, go ahead. And right now, the Browns selected, or at least the betting favorite, and this could be Vegas just getting in on the hype. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people don't realize that that Vegas will do that. They will set the Browns as the favorite, get people talking, get people betting even more so. Yeah, like Bengals fans will probably look at it over the weekend and say, hey, actually, I'm going to put some money down on the Bengals because the Browns are the favorite. And then we'll see that line kind of move and shift as the season gets closer. But as of right now, they are the betting favorite to win the division. And even if this is Vegas playing games, it makes sense. Yeah. And last year, you know, after the Chiefs lost in the AFC Championship game and the Browns, or excuse me, the Bengals lost in the Super Bowl, there was, that was like, you know what, congratulations, Bengals fans, but you'll never be here again. And it was kind of like a in-the-moment type of deal to say, like kind of half-serious, just like screw you guys, whatever. Should be Kansas City possibly losing this game. But when I said it at the time, there was just kind of like some half-belief into it. And now it's a situation where, you know, like, there's a possibility that might kind of ring true a little bit. And I know they went and they got some huge additions to their offensive line this this past week, which is fantastic. But that division is so tough right now. And last year was kind of like everything fell the right way for them to have the success that they did. It would be cool to see them stay at that level of, you know, being that good. And this is going to be a year where it's like, hey, do it again then. Let's see if we can all really be believers in the future of the Cincinnati Bengals and see how much of a threat you can consistently be here in the AFC, let alone your division. Speaking of the AFC North, though, there's another quarterback in there that is due to sign a contract, and he hasn't yet. And him seeing that contract that Deshaun Watson got, there's no reason he shouldn't get more than that. He's had more success than Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Exactly. Guy number eight, former MVP, Won a playoff game, Sean, or excuse me, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson's up. This is his fifth year in the league, yeah. so uh, we should see something from him this summer. Uh, another thing to remember, he doesn't have an agent. It's just him and his mom. Right, that's why I said we should see something from him this summer, but who knows? Maybe maybe they will negotiate during the during the year, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson or sorry, Lamar Jackson gets hit with the franchise tag. Just based off the negotiation stuff. Like, you got to love your mom. These agents negotiate contracts I mean, all the time. Like, they know what they're calling David Mulligetta, the agent of Deshaun Watson, and being mm-hmm. like, hey, how about some just illegal? How about you just, we'll give you a consulting fee. Yeah. Help Here's my mom. $50,000. Read this and make sure I'm not getting screwed on something. That's what, I mean, that's really what the agents are there for. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that. Lamar Jackson will come in probably at that 45, 46. I wouldn't be surprised if, honestly, he gets more than that just based off of that's he the new market. He might get the $50 million. You might yeah, get, honestly, it would not surprise me at all. Uh, and back to Deshaun Watson, there's a lot of talk over the weekend, too, that the Browns and how much research they did 
and I just I feel like I have to say it every so often. No one knows what happened behind closed doors with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson does, and maybe some of these twenty-two civil cases, they know what happened. Yeah. We don't. So I know there are a lot of people angry on Twitter. You have no idea what happened. You can put puzzle pieces together and try to figure it out, but at the end of the day, no one knows. I completely agree. But one thing that has caught my attention was Mitchell Schwartz. He did like a whole Twitter thread on kind of how his feelings were towards it. And it was very well written out. But one thing that he mentioned in there was how there were like protection clauses within Deshaun Watson's contract that if he does get suspended by the NFL – his money is protected. Like he doesn't lose any from the. Like, I he saw still gets on the full amount Friday. I mean, it's a fully guaranteed contract, but the, his 2022 salary is only a million dollars. So if he gets suspended for next year, he's only losing a million dollars. And I don't know. I didn't see anything about the protective language. And yeah. I don't know if Deshaun Watson... I don't understand contracts well enough to get that's that. That's why you pay a lawyer or an exactly. agent. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if he is going to see a suspension, honestly. I know that the Browns signed uh, Jacoby Brissett over the weekend as well. I think that's just... A, I mean, he's a good backup to have in there. A lot of people were kind of... I don't know if they were poking fun or making jokes or if they were serious, but it's like, how many games is he going to start? The thing with the NFL is they, they haven't had any action against Deshaun Watson. And I do think it's going to be hard to suspend a guy when there's no evidence at all. Like, and I saw some people bring up Kareem Hunt, who's his teammate on the Browns. There was no legal action taken against Kareem Hunt. It was just you saw the video. Yeah. And there's no video of Deshaun Watson, though. There's no legal action taken against Deshaun Watson. I think it's going to be hard for the NFL to suspend him, even if they do want to. But they haven't done anything yet, and I just I don't. I don't know. I, and I also hate to vilify a guy who hasn't been charged with anything. I mean, they took it to court. They decided not to charge him with anything. I do think that the civil cases are going to get settled out of court. I don't know that that makes him guilty of anything, though. So it, it's tough to say. You know, a lot of people are going to hate Deshaun Watson. A lot of people are going to support him. I just don't know. I know he's one hell of a football player. I have no idea. I've never met him or talked to him. Yeah. So I, I have no idea about him. I, but it, it almost seems, honestly, just a little unfair. But at the same time, I, I don't it's, care. It's a tough situation to just kind of pick what – like because you want to be excited for the player and getting paid. But at the same time, you still want to pay respect to the allegations that are mm -hmm. there and like the actual law or the civil cases that are still taking place. Yeah. I mean, you just – you hope that none of it's true. I know that – I've heard a lot of different arguments about it, and that's why I'm still on the fence. Yeah, It seems really odd that there are 22 people that can come and have a little bit of a case against him. Like I don't know. I haven't read through anything, but the fact that there are 22 people that have come together and said, yeah, he's a creepy guy. There's also a lot against the lawyer. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, But that he's maybe even a little bit of a shady guy. I don't think I buy into the conspiracy theories that like the Texans were working with the lawyer to try to get him in trouble. Like that's just they've been sitting on Deshaun Watson for a year and can't move him. I don't think they were out to get him mm -hmm. in, in this aspect. Like you either want him gone or you want him playing for you. You don't want him in jail. That's not good yeah. for the Houston Texans. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what to believe, but I will say I have no idea because. I'm not one of the lawyers involved. I'm not one of the people involved. So that's why I hope if it, I tweet anything about Deshaun Watson, it's just about the football player. I have no idea if he's a creep or not. Kind of sounds like he might be, but I can't prove it, and no one else on Twitter can 
either. Uh, but we did see some other new other moves, uh, as you mentioned, the Bengals upgrading their offensive line. Feels like they're signing a free agent like every week on that yeah. offensive line. I like this move probably more than any other move that they made, though. Lyle Collins, former Cowboy. I didn't think he would be on the market long, and he wasn't. He signs with the Cincinnati Bengals. Looks like he's going to continue to play right tackle there. This was a very good draft prospect who fell in the draft for uh, some odd reasons as well. But I love that the Bengals are making moves to upgrade that offensive line, and especially with a guy like Collins. Oh, especially. And this is the same guy. There was a play last year where Dak Prescott got hit kind of late going out of bounds. And there was a Dallas Cowboys player that came over and just absolutely tried to level the linebacker of the Washington football team, and it was Lyle Collins. I mean, this dude is going to be the one that protects you. He's the ultimate protector. And I thought this was super cheesy. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, Mello, but apparently he sent a text message to Joe Burrow and said, your bodyguard is here. Nobody's going to touch you. Kind of cheesy, but I like it. I like it too. But I say, like, I can just imagine Joe Burrow sitting on his couch watching March Madness games, kind of getting into it a little bit, and all of a sudden just being like, "What the hell? What the I'm hell? Your, <laughs> I'm your bodyguard. I'm no one's gonna touch you. Yeah, what dude, the I'm, hell, Bobby? I'm at, <laughs> that was actually really good. Uh, Damn and it, I'm just Bobby. sitting here chilling at home. Like, uh, all right, cool. Who dis? Like, oh, this is Collins. We just right. signed, and it's like, oh shit. All right, dope. Yeah. I do. I like it, though. That's what you should have out of your offensive lineman. As corny as it is, as weird as it is, that is like part of it, of the position yeah. of like, hey, by the way, no one's touching you. And if they do, they are dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's what offensive linemen have to do. And you know, I question the Cincinnati Bengals, their ability to repeat. I, I think a lot of people fall into this trap every, every so often. Of, like A young quarterback makes it to the Super Bowl, and it's, oh, don't worry. They'll be back soon. Will they, though? Like, will they? With the Bengals, at least they're doing stuff to upgrade. They're not just sitting there saying, yeah, we were good enough to make it to the Super Bowl last year. We'll be good enough to do it again. So I like the moves that they're making. Lyle Collins, specifically. I think some of the other offensive linemen they've brought in, it's like, yeah, that's an upgrade, but I don't know if that's a... I don't know if we put that as like a positive. Like, oh, my God, we're set at center now because we brought in... Ted Karras or Alex Kappa. Yeah. Like, those are good players. I don't know that we're – T.J. Watt's not sitting there thinking, oh, shit, I can't rush the interior now You know, of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> yeah. It is nice, though, to see that they're making immediate moves to, to help that offensive line. Like you said, you know, it might not be, like, the best move possible, but you're sitting here looking at the draft and where you're at. It's like, eh, I don't know if we're going to be able to get a – you know, a quality starting offensive lineman at this position, yada, yada, yada. So let's go ahead and go buy it. Bam, you're set. And then I think Matt I mean, pretty much said it uh, over the weekend, too. is like, hey, these guys have actually been really good at drafting the right players over the last five years or so. For the Bengals? Yes. They have it's been like, doing – I mean, even not just looking at, obviously, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, but you throw in guys like T. Higgins mm-hmm. in there. Jonah Williams looked like a, maybe he was even going to be a bust. They seem pretty happy with him at left tackle. Yeah, Jackson Carmen. Wilson, yeah. Yeah, Logan Wilson is another really good one. Didn't they draft Joseph Osai, too? The... They did, but he got hurt last year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Jesse Bates at free at safety has been very, very good as well. I, and I think even a little bit of a, a place where we sleep on them is they've done a really good job bringing in some free agents, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like a guy like Trey Hendrickson. Didn't expect much out of him. He didn't get like a massive contract, but he's played very well. And I can see Lyle Collins being... 
that type of player as well. Uh, Another team making moves is the Los Angeles Rams, where they extended Matt Stafford. Uh, I like that move. I don't think it's it's not like a surprise. So it was one of those things that just kind of happened over the weekend, and it was like, no, duh, they have to do that, get their guy some money. A lot of guaranteed money in that contract as well, but he's a quarterback, so he's gonna he's gonna get it. I will say with Matt Stafford, he it's weird with him. He feels much older than he is. He's thirty two, right? But he's he's still like he's kinda old. He's thirty four. Thirty four. He has a four year extension. Thirty eight. After that though, now you're in Rogers territory and it's like, well, are you still happy here or not? Right, and I, I think he he will be. I mean, he was so loyal in Detroit. I can't imagine him pulling any Aaron Rodgers bullshit. I definitely hope not. And it's so weird now that you say that kind of with like thirty four, and you hear it for a quarterback, and you're like, eh, like they're in their second prime, pretty much. And it's all because of Tom Brady. And that dude had three Hall of Fame careers, and we we've yeah. all seen you know the statistics of it. The stats are out there clearly. Someone, everyone's done a freaking image of it you know some type of graphic or video for it and it, it's just insane to think about but you almost think the same thing's going to happen with all these quarterbacks and you look at these other position groups or receivers you hit 29 30 you're just waiting for the downhill you know what i mean like father time has caught up to you these quarterbacks it's like well actually you're just going to be more of a pocket passer the game slowed down tremendously for you just make the right reading decision and boom you're set just have the right guys around you i do think some of these quarterbacks we expect them to play for so much longer. Somebody's going to get bit by one of these contracts and like, oh, like a Matt Ryan type. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, he's actually nowhere near worth the money he's being paid. He's mm-hmm. still pretty solid. But I do think that there are a lot of teams that are going to get bitten by this because uh, we do expect quarterbacks to play a little bit longer now. I think we're going to find out a lot of them aren't Tom Brady. A lot of them aren't taking care of their bodies the way that yeah. Tom Brady is that's allowed him to play for so long. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing until he's 38, 40 years old. Even that, I think a lot of people could look at it and just say, like, you're not as gifted as Aaron Rodgers is mm-hmm. physically. And, you know, obviously he's taking care of his body in a very odd way, but he's doing <laughs> these cleanses. If he's willing to do that, I'm sure that he's also sticking to a very strict diet. Most likely. And yeah. exercise. And, you know, probably like the yoga and stuff like that. So I do wonder how many of these guys, not like calling Matt Stafford out, but – I don't know if we're going to see Matt Stafford be good for four more years. It is. I mean, this is the time to tell. He is in L.A., so, like, anything that he could possibly need or want is going to be there. I'm not saying it wasn't in Detroit, but, like, L.A., He did do a good job of – like, he used to be a chubby quarterback. Yeah. He's not anymore. So maybe he is also uh, taking care of his body and – I would say, I mean, especially through the amount of injuries that he's played through. Like, his body's got to be able to, like, handle that. Either that or his mental toughness is just through the frickin' roof. And it might be a mixture of both. And one thing with the Rams that we didn't even mention yet is the fact that they went and got Allen Robinson, too. Right. Like, At the I'm cost actually Robert Woods, though, who they traded to the mm-hmm. Titans over the weekend for a sixth-round pick. And I am worried about Allen Robinson being there and seeing a resurgence in his career with actually having a good quarterback that can give him an accurate good jump ball because Matthew Stafford has tremendous experience with that playing with old Megatron Calvin Johnson yeah and I'm not about to sit here and compare the two but it's a big body receiver who can go catch the deep ball effectively and it's like that's the thing the Rams but even the size comparisons from Calvin Johnson to Allen Robinson (laughs) is like three inches and 20 pounds difference yeah yeah but I, I do wonder I also worry a little bit about 
Allen Robinson because of that age thing. He is entering age 29. I think that for what he's doing alongside Cooper Cup, he's still going to be very good. I don't think that we're going to see him return to like 102 catches, 1,200 yards. I, I think yeah. he can get close. I think he can sniff that maybe in the 80 catch range. Uh, but he is he's another one of those receivers who's kind of getting old. But I do like the move. I don't, I'm not trying to sit here and crap on it. And, you know, with Robert Woods, he moves on from the Rams. That ACL injury is, is going to be tough for him to recover from. Yeah. And uh, I don't mind the move from the Titans either, though. You give up a sixth-round pick for a guy that might might be very good for you. He's not going to be wide receiver one, but you don't need him to be. You need him to be a very good wide receiver two, and he's proven that he can do that. And with the ACL, uh, a lot of people do freak out over the ACLs now, but I don't I don't know that it's as damning as it used to be. I mean, this isn't Booby Miles out there in 1985 or whatever. This is, is 2022. Yeah. We've made it advances. Seems like, it seems like there's more worry with this one because it was a, like a complete and clean tear. And I guess some of these other ones have just been like partial tears. I don't I don't know if you can have a partial tear of the ACL or maybe that's just yeah. – I read too much into this one where it was like, oh, this was – you know, a clean tear that went all the way through, yada, yada, yada. It is worrisome that for Robert Woods, especially because, I mean, he's getting a little older in his career as well. But Yeah, he's he's almost 30. In last, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we were really hearing, you know, the Titans are interested in the receivers in this class. You know, they want more information on it. They were wanting a bigger body receiver. The fact that you're able to go get Robert Woods and you might be able to wait in the draft a little bit for some of these guys to kind of fall in the second or third round, why not be a bad idea for the Titans here? And you're in a good situation where you already have your running back, you have your quarterback, you have a stud receiver, and now you just add to your receiving core. If they can stay healthy next year, the Titans are going to be another team to just – I mean, it's just the AFC is so low to do. It's not even funny. Yeah, and another move that we saw Friday was the Kansas City Chiefs signing Juju Smith-Schuster. I, this wasn't a surprise. I mean, we've been talking about this for a year. thought he mm-hmm. might sign there last year. The biggest surprise for me was that he was so cheap. That even uh, what was I think it was like ten million dollars was the the floated out there number, but I I even saw reports that it's incentive laden, like that he has to reach certain escalators to hit ten million. That mm-hmm. his base salary, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know if you know, is like three point five million. But then there are a lot of incentives. You know, if you make this many catches, as many touchdowns, it could get up to ten million dollars. That is about five million dollars cheaper than what I thought it would be. I thought, it'd be, I thought he would bring in around $15 million. But the Chiefs, maybe this is him saying, you know what, I want a one-year prove-it deal. Uh, I'll chase a ring here in Kansas City, and then I'll go get another long-term deal. But it is, it's kind of weird because with Juju, this is two years in a row where he's gotten a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. And it does stink that last year would have been the prove-it deal for him with the Steelers, and then he goes down, I believe it was a shoulder injury. So he missed a huge chunk of the season. But for the Chiefs to get him off that and that deal is fantastic. And it seems like his mindset's in the right spot, too, where he's like, yeah, hey, I, I came here to win. There was a reason I came here. I wanted to win. I want to ring. I want to play with Patrick Mahomes. And someone even asked him in the press conference, like, hey, like, do you still plan on doing your TikTok dances or whatever? And he's like, I came here to win. And I was like, that's a freaking great answer. That just kind of helps some of the other fan base. I don't believe it, personally. <laughs> I was going to say, that's yeah. also a non-answer of, yeah, yeah I'm going to keep doing the TikTok yeah. dances, but I want to win. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I think it's just like, whatever. But I, there's going to be a lot of people within the fan base that are like, all right, cool, his mind's in the right place. And then we're going to see him do a no. TikTok in the locker room with about everybody. And we're yep. going to be like, hey, the, here's going to be the thing. If the Chiefs are on a run of success this year, 
everyone's going to eat up these TikTok dances, and everybody's going to be in them. And I guarantee you if we see Patrick Mahomes in one of them in a Juju Smith-Schuster TikTok doing some type of dance before he was with Jackson, people are going to be like, huh, what's up with that? I don't know. I He's like calling the, it now, March 21st. You think Patrick Mahomes is going to be in a Juju? I don't know what you're calling that he's going to be dancing in a Juju Smith-Schuster TikTok before his brothers. Because the only thing he's done in Jackson's TikToks is just, like, sat at a table and looked super annoyed. You want to put money on it? No chance he's in a TikTok video. Patrick Mahomes. But 50 bucks Especially dancing. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying if they're on, like, a, a streak, oh, I'm saying a streak of success. I'll let you have your streak of success. There's no chance Patrick Mahomes is dancing in a TikTok video. What do you consider... Dancing, <laughs> moving in a TikTok video, okay, what, do you mean, right. what I consider. Okay. Well, because I, if he's going to be in the back, like if he's going to be in the very back doing something, and you're uh, like, that's he's not had technically in it, that's opportunities not dancing. to be in a TikTok video, With, and he never has. Yeah, because one of them can't dance. One of them is his brother. That's what I'm saying. The best man in his wedding, and he's still like, no. You think Juju's going to come in and just be like, yep, I've changed your entire philosophy. Now I'll be in a. Yeah, because Juju can give him dancing lessons. No, (laughs) it won't happen at all. What should happen is our listeners should go to Roper Kia, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And as I always say, if you mention us here at Mike Up, They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Uh, more than just Kia products there, too. But um, Big Country, I know you drive a Kia. You love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I drove a Kia Soul for about a month last summer. Sneaky nice car. Kia gang. Sneaky nice. Like if My daughter's, my oldest is nine. When she turns 16, I will try to convince her to buy a Kia Soul. <laughs> Like, I don't know why I'm saying I will try to convince her. I'm probably going to be the one buying it. <laughs> I, I will try I to talk that. her into <laughs> letting it. me buy that for her. It's so convenient. Don't knock it till you've driven a Kia Soul. Dude, she does seem like a Kia Soul kind of girl. Let me tell you, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, after a month of <laughs> driving around with me in a Kia Soul, she's not. But very practical. Very roomy. Yeah. Good cargo space. I loved getting groceries in that thing. <laughs> like, I drive a truck now. So, like, in my truck, it's like, what do I do? Where do I put the groceries? Which, obvious answer, a lot of people will say, put it in the bed, jackass. No, because then they go flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now my milk is all the way up. I've got to climb in the bed of the truck. i got to go get it. It's you know how ridiculous it is, like, jumping into the back and, like, reaching as far as you can for the freaking bread that slid a little bit further right the in the middle Ugh. of the bed all the way towards the window i'm like fuck it i'll buy another loaf <laughs> yeah. don't care it can stay back there in a kia soul everything is just right there nice little just i kind of miss it just to be honest visit roper kia tell them we sent you they'll give you one thousand dollars off your nice and new right <laughs> absolutely next up is going to be gunspot make sure you visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs, no reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the site is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family with Gunspot.com. All right, now let's get to uh, March Madness, which has made it's been an incredible weekend to watch games. Uh, Thursday, Friday, obviously great. Saturday, Sunday, 
also good though. Uh, and yeah. it has been, it's been a lot of fun. One thing that is bothering me is the amount of just ref interactions. That's basketball has to fix that. Yeah. And like when you get to under two minutes, basketball is already like notably slow of like you get into fouls and things like that. Timeouts being called all the time. But now the replays that they're doing, I get it. You want to make sure you get the right play or the right call. But I would almost rather them get the call wrong and not do the review. There was one, I don't remember which game I was watching last night, where they were on the sidelines. And it was like, oh, clear. I think it might have been the Duke game. Where it's like, oh, clearly it's going to be Duke ball. And then they do the review. And it wasn't Duke Ball. It was like supposed to go to Michigan State. It happened like three times in the Texas yeah. review game at the end. Super like, fucking annoying. Just get it wrong and keep playing the game. Yeah. Human error is part of the game in basketball. Like there's just – you can't do like robot umpires about, yeah, that was a foul because everything's judgment. Or even with like some of the out-of-bounds stuff, it's not that big of a deal. Your possession changes over so many times that it is kind of ridiculous. But it, I, I do love the product of college basketball. It has been a lot of fun to watch it. I think I can finally say that I've gotten into it. It's taken two years, but I'm back <laughs> into college basketball. Well, props to you. I'm sitting here looking at my bracket right now, and I'm actually killing it in one of my freaking groups. One of? Yeah, I'm in three. I have the, com- I have the West Division almost predicted entirely correct so far. This next matchup is going to be tough here when Gonzaga versus Arkansas because I have Arkansas with the upset. And I know we can talk about that in a couple of days, but I'm decently proud of myself with that. And then it's like I get down here and I look at the Midwest and it's like, all right, F you Auburn, F you Wisconsin. And it's just like you guys can't figure it out. Kentucky, what? I'm done with you or whatever. New coach, it's fine. And then it's like I sit here and I look at the freaking South and I've been a Michigan guy all year until now. Yeah, I, I have you to look were at, shitting on uh, Juwan Howard not too long ago. Just like, I mean, <laughs> we got to be smarter kidding. than that. We got to be smarter than that. I mean, you can't be hitting other coaches here. I feel like that was justifiably criticism there. And now it's like, son of a buck, look at this. Come on back, bub. I, Sitting right here, sweet 16. Two that really hurt me. Um, and again, I know you like to talk crap because I said you have to have a five twelve upset, and one of my teams was upset. But I also said you can't have all number one seeds making it to the Sweet 16. This weekend, we had a number one seed upset. Sadly, it wasn't the one that I called, but Baylor loses to North Carolina, and that game got out of hand Yes, it for did. a little bit. Great, I did call back. that one. I did call that upset within the bracket. I had North Carolina beating Baylor, yeah. so pat myself on the I just I want to call my rights here because I don't get very many of them. So <laughs> please don't get annoyed. This is probably the only time you hear me uh-huh. do it. But, like, I stopped watching the game. I think North Carolina was, like, up at 25 at one point. Yeah, they were. They were up so by 25. So I was just like, all right, cool, game over. And all of a sudden I get an alert, and it's like, ooh, overtime, Baylor, North Carolina. It was like, what the hell is going on? Uh-huh. I had a buddy of mine. Um, I, I think it was outside playing basketball with my daughters. But a buddy of mine was like, I knew that UNC was going to upset Baylor, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, let me check the score. I was like, damn, they're up 25. We get done playing basketball. We go inside. I turn the game on. And it's like, wait a second. This is a two-point game. <laughs> yeah. So I immediately fired back a tweet like, hey, how are you feeling about 
North Carolina Baylor. <laughs> Crickets. Nothing. <laughs> Game ends, and then it's like, I told you. I had it the whole time. It's like, yeah, you got a little quiet there, though. Uh, but that is, I mean, I love that about college basketball. You have these teams that you think absolutely no way can they compete. And then we have St. Peter's here in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Another, I'm pulling for them. I am, too. I mean, get the they're finally verified on Twitter, so look at that. Uh, I think they're the Peacocks as their mascot. Yeah. How in the world do you look at a school as a university and say, what are we going to be? And we say, the fighting peacocks. So you got to let them fly. You're a fucking image of beauty at a damn zoo. I've never seen a peacock fight in my life. I've heard them scream and like You've never been chased by a peacock? I ain't, like, I ain't getting chased by no damn pe- I grew up with chickens, man. I ain't scared of shit. That's a lie. I am terrified of chickens. They're fucking terrifying as hell. <laughs> You got that one rooster that's sitting there pecking at you and flapping its wings. Game over. But there was one game this week. I think it was Friday. Chattanooga versus Illinois. Chattanooga was up like 27-5 to at one point. And I was like, well, this is a, just a surprising blowout. 13-4 matchup. I look back up at the TV and it's like 24-27. I was like, wow, Illinois is back in the game. Look at this. Go back to doing whatever I was doing. I look back up, and the score is like another blowout here. And I was like, well, Illinois got close. It's over with. You go into halftime, you come back. Illinois ends up winning the game by one point in like just a crazy ending of it. And then you just get essentially blown at by Houston the next game. And it's like that's the part about basketball that's so tough is you can have an emotional game like two days before, and you're hyped up, ready to go. Look what we overcame. And then you get here against Houston, and you just kind of crap the bed for a little bit. Well, and that was another thing with um, the Illinois-Houston game. One of the Illinois players had a, a massive dunk, a huge just breakaway dunk to where his body like almost goes flailing. So he holds on to the rim, mm-hmm. and they called a technical foul. And even the Illinois coach, and now I think this was a little bit of a, a stretch here, said that that swung the entire momentum because the player gets called for a technical, and it killed all the momentum. Yeah, it didn't kill it that much to where you get run out of the gym yeah. uh, by, like, 15 points. But it did change the game a lot. And it was just another one of those situations where I think to just swallow the whistle, especially on that one. There's no need for him to be called for a technical. Like, if he yeah. lets go of the rim, he's in the stands. I mean, this yeah. is, he should have been allowed to hang on to the rim. But that was just another one of those ref issues where it's like, why are you calling that right now in this moment? Mm-hmm. And all the blocks and charges that are being called. I, I will say, I was watching the Duke game, and, and it was the Gonzaga game. And Chet Holmgren got called for a flop warning. Yes, I saw that. I love that. Can <laughs> we bring that to the NBA, a well, it's flop like, warning? That's so tough to see because like, usually that's a charge. Like That's how you take charges down in the post like that. If, uh-huh. the, if the post guy has the ball, it's like, okay, he leans his shoulder into me. I'm going to take this charge here. Boom, you usually get the whistle. Mm-hmm. So that confused me on how that no, one's you, a flop. you got to really take some contact. If you're going to fall, you better really take some contact. So I loved it. Even like rooting for Gonzaga in that game. Mm-hmm. I love it. No more flopping. If you're going to take some contact, you better have a mark to prove it. And I, that's <laughs> the way that it should be. Like, I get it. Like you, you flail, you flop a little bit to get the call, but you better have some contact mm-hmm. behind it too. There was another call like that. I think it was during the same game or one of the games I was watching, to where the guy did take the charge, but you could tell that he really took a piece of that shoulder and then fell. And they gave it to him. They called the charge yep. and moved on. The Gonzaga game was also phenomenal. Uh, they really, I mean, once again had to come back. 
uh, Drew Timmy, who is like my daughter's favorite basketball player right now, had nothing at halftime. Yeah. Nothing. Comes out and drops like, at like 20 or something <laughs> in the second half. And then him doing the post-game interview. Classic. And I love it because they're like, what did you tell your guys at halftime? Well, I told them I don't give a flying F. <laughs> like, you can just <laughs> tell. Like, he's trying to figure out how do I politely say this. CBS. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was like, job. if we lose this game, we're not going out like a bunch of, like, we're just going to be a bunch guys. of, tough, yeah, soft <laughs> guys. And it was just like, that reporter heard him say all this in the freaking tunnel. Yeah. Like, you got to set this guy up for better success today. I mean, it ends up working out well because, I mean, you're the reporter here on this video that's gone viral now, but it is just like, man, you got to set him up a little easier. Like, oh, dude, I heard exactly what you said in the tunnel. Why don't you tell the people what was said to you? I thought at one point he said shit when I was watching the game. I think I, I he thought got like he was the telling sh- the other point. Then, going, yeah, like hit the sh and then stop. Yeah. Like, good, yeah. good shit. Good uh, job. <laughs> but it's tough. Yeah, and you also have to remember these. Are, he looks thirty. He's a college kid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's he's probably even though he's been in this situation before. Not necessarily prepared for it. Hasn't had a lot of coaching on, like, hey, hey here's how you handle the post-game presser. Uh, yeah. But he did. He he showed up. Um, the other point guard that kept hitting the threes as well. Like, even Chet Holmgren, he didn't do much. Nine points, nine rebounds. Uh, had a couple blocks to go with it, too, but fouled out eventually at the end of the game. The rest of that team really hung on and hats off to Memphis too. You could just tell at some points during that game they were gassed. Oh, and yeah. nothing left. And the pace that Gonzaga plays with is gonna be tough for anybody. Uh but I I thought Memphis played very well. Them against Arkansas is gonna be Gonzaga versus Arkansas. Yeah. Gonna be one hell of a matchup. And then sticking with that West region, then you have Texas Tech versus Duke. We talked about it a while back. The, they did no favors to Duke when they made this bracket. <laughs> yeah. You have to go through Michigan State, then you'll have to go through Texas Tech, then Gonzaga. Like if Duke makes it to the championship, they've earned every bit of it. That's Anybody, anyone out of this region, honestly, even with Gonzaga, like your second round matchup is a Memphis team that is a lot better than their ranking, or at least they yeah. played that way. And then you run into an Arkansas team that one of the only SEC schools left. Yeah, and I mean they've won every big game they've been in this year. Speaking of Arkansas. That's why I have them in a, I, one bracket. I have Arkansas with the upset, and then the mic'd up bracket. I was like, actually, I'm going to go with Gonzaga here. Now, my overall winner on that one's Villanova. We'll see. But I did get the Duke-Texas Tech matchup here. Excited to see it. I just wonder if Duke can pull through. Like, I know I've been saying this whole time, like, ah, it's rigged, it's rigged. It got to a moment there in that Michigan State game where I was like, ooh, Duke might actually lose this game. And then Roach just pulls up with a hand right in his face and just sinks it. And, you know, I don't remember who was calling the game. It was, like, biggest shot of his life. Absolutely it was. Yeah, and they ended up winning that game by nine. Uh, just so much talent there mm-hmm. for Duke. To, uh, to have three really good players that can take over a game. And even Boncaro, that guy, he's he should probably be the number one overall pick. His vision, his ability to rebound, shoot, I think he's better than Chet Holmgren. And maybe it's just because I question and doubt Chet Holmgren. Yeah. But I don't see why you wouldn't take him number one overall. But we'll get the continuation of those games 
uh, was like Thursday. I think yeah. the game started. Speaking up of guys who like have a lot of potential moving forward, I want to bring up the name Jaden Ivey, mainly because I watched that Texas Purdue game last night, and that kid, I, I know I tweeted it too, completely took over that basketball game at the end. Yeah. He's so quick with the ball. Well, he's he a big time shoot. prospect. Yeah, I mean the. That kid's something special watching him play last night. Now, we'll see. I mean, you're about to play St. Peter's. I mean, we, as much as we talked about how tough the division is for Duke that they're in with in the West, when you look at the East, like now that Baylor's out of it, I mean, anyone can really come out of that side of it. Like, it's a pretty easy bracket. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, when you look at North Carolina, UCLA, and Purdue, like that's who we're going to get out of that into the Final Four. It's like, ugh, anyone really excited there? Yeah. And the latest mock draft – that I've seen, I pulled it up. Uh, it has Jaden Ivey going number four overall. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's another guy that's very good. And when he needed to hit shots, he hit him. I think he was another guy that like, didn't have any shot attempts or maybe like very few, like one or two, in the first half and then hit some big threes to end that game. And it was also really cool. I had no idea that his mom was a coach at Notre Dame. And yeah. so it was really cool to see her. Now, they did overdo it because every time – I even touched the ball. I was like, hey, by the way, here's his mom again. Uh, you may Look not know his mom this. going crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's I know six threes. <laughs> only mentioned it 20 times so far, but his mom did play some ball at Notre Dame where she is currently the coach. Like, yeah, it, it is It is cool. <laughs> don't need to see her every time. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to go split t- split screen every time Jaden Ivey has the ball and, and show his mom. But it is. it was cool. I also wonder. How does he end up at Purdue if his mom is a coach at Notre Man, Dame? Man, I was wondering at the, the entire people time at they were Notre talking Dame about it. Messed up. Well, he messed shocker. up. Shocker. <laughs> big time. That Purdue team is very good, though. They've got some, obviously, some very big guys on that team. They've got, like, the one dude who's seven foot four. I yeah. can't remember his name. And, but Edie then another or something like, like that. Williams, also, who's, like, 6'10", 6'11". I can't stand the Edie kid looking at him. He's just, he looks like he's just so confused the entire time he's out on the court, but he's making plays. He's good though. Respectfully saying that. Yeah, I I do also wonder how are you seven foot four and you're only getting like nine rebounds in a <laughs> yeah. college basketball game. I mean, you just camped down the lane for most of it. Uh, he is going to be dangerous. Yep, Zach Eady is the name. He's seven four, two hundred and ninety five pounds. Mm-hmm. But again, the first round he had t- nine rebounds. Last night he had ten rebounds. How? <laughs> He's not He's very quick moving. Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me, honestly, of Yao Ming when he's out there. Yeah. Uh, he's hard to move around. Uh, but as far as, like, bracket busters, uh, nothing really big happened. Like, the Baylor team, I didn't have Baylor pick to do, like, a big run. Honestly, I had them bouncing out pretty early. So yeah. that one even didn't surprise me. I will say I did pick Arizona to get upset. That was my oh. my one. Against TCU or yep, and I Man, almost you got close. it. I know, like I was trying to stay awake. It was just on too late, so I rewatched it this morning. I knew the score, but it was still like, man, it was. <laughs> I was so close to yeah. having it, and, and the it, fact that TCU almost just gave it away there at the end. Thank God that kid's like, oh, I'm gonna try and dunk this. <laughs> hey, man, you can't be just lollygagging your gather step into a dunk. You got to get there. Like you have a big clock right above the rim. Yeah. You got to know, like, okay, actually, I'm gonna have to take a little floater from the lane. That's when you know banks open, brother. You got to use it. The one game that did hurt me this weekend was Auburn losing to Miami. Like, yeah, did you watch that game? I did I'm not. I'm not gonna watch try and put you in a position because it got out of hand. Like by the it time was that I was, should have turned so, it on. <laughs> it was so aggravating. I had watched 
uh, the pregame show, and Charles Barkley had said, if Auburn wins, I'm going to take my shirt off. Uh-huh. And they had like a possibility of like Charles Barkley taking his shirt off. They had like a countdown timer and everything. And when they got to halftime, he's like, you know what? I'm a screamer. I'm a yeller. I'm getting annoyed with this game. And he had I couldn't imagine what he was like in that second half because Auburn could not buy a bucket. I don't think they could Nothing. buy a possession with the amount of turnovers. It, like they'd get down the floor and just be like, Oh, which one of us is gonna turn it over? I have it in a second. Here we go. Yeah. And Miami I missed that was game. just running away with I it. I had Auburn winning. Um Miami takes it. Tenth rank Miami advances to the sweet sixteen. I also had Wisconsin winning over Iowa State. Yep. That same. didn't happen either. But I I feel like a lot of people probably miss those. It's like the Kentucky one where everybody's like, oh, my bracket's busted. No, it's not because we all missed. <laughs> that's not the one that's going to get you. The one that, like, that's going to get me is that I had Tennessee making a run and they're not in it anymore. Like, that's a bracket buster. But these ones where everybody predicted it to go that way, that's not a bracket buster. Like, you're still – you're fine. Like, you'll be okay. You can recover. Um, we also have our – little bracket going on. Uh, I put it out there this morning. You can vote on these. Let's get into some of them. We're down to our Sweet 16. And let's start with the baseball region. We have number one, a league of their own, versus number four, major league. That's a tight matchup. Right now it's 75% going to major league. I concur with that one. Me as well. About to see a one upset. I do. I really like a league of their own. I love Tom Hanks' character in it. But for me, like watching Major League as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. Yes, I still do. Like it is one of probably my, one of my favorite baseball movies. Yeah, so I'm I'm going Major League in that one too. It looks like that's going to be a runaway win. Uh, the next one is tough, but I'm glad to see that the fans are voting with me today. <laughs> the Sandlot versus Field of Dreams. The Sandlot is number three. Field of Dreams number two. Both amazing movies. I think what separates the two of them. Anyone can watch The Sandlot. I don't care if you're three years old or 33 years old. The Sandlot is still a good movie. Field of Dreams, you got to be a little bit older to actually understand what's going on in that movie. Yeah, that's why I appreciate the fact that I waited 26 years to watch it. <laughs> not a lot of people can say that. No, you are correct. <laughs> a lot of people cannot say that they waited until age 26 to watch The Field of Dreams. But you can vote on these. Um, if you do disagree and you just think me and Big Country are absolutely high when we talk about these, uh, we're not because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the basketball region, again, the fans are just voting with me today, and I love it. Number one, Hoosiers versus number four, Space Jam. I think Hoosiers is kind of an overrated movie. A lot of people are going to be pissed off at me for that one. It's not Space Jam. Space Jam wins this one for me. I mean, Space Jam's, an, uh, I honestly, I think the same thing of what you just said there about Sandlot. I'm a 26-year-old, go home and watch Space Jam right now, and be like, damn, this movie's still as good yeah. as I remember. Mm-hmm. It's so, like nostalgic for people. 100%. And even and though like, it's like even a cartoon, the, it's fine. The opening scene where he's just like outside shooting hoops, like just in the dark, for some reason I thought that was like the coolest part of it. It's like this dude's got a lamp on his garage where he can shoot hoops outside. I wasn't about to do that because I didn't want Coyotes being like, hey, let's go see what's going on over here. Oh, kid by himself in a basketball. We're going to eat this fucker. <laughs> so I never shot hoops at night. Cool Tell the story, truth, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play basketball at night because of the coyotes. Yeah, you're just a little scared, dog. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't be of the coyotes at night? <laughs> uh, totally relatable. You just live down the woods, man. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I lived. You heard right of rabies? In the Apparently, that's a thing. They just don't all of a sudden care. You we had an old yeller. We had a fox problem when I was a kid, though. Not when I was a kid. When I was a teenager, 
a fox problem mm-hmm. in town to where there was like a nest. Do they nest? I don't know what they do. Yeah, they have like a little burrow, and there's one entry and one exit. So if you want to get rid of right. it, you start a little fire right in front of it, and they eventually get scared. Well, I was like 17 years old, so I was like, fuck it, let them live here. I don't care. <laughs> it's not like yeah, it was I got a couple on my pets property. In the backyard. We didn't have a coyote problem where I lived. Uh, so, it, but we did have a fox problem. But I also had a, a a basketball court across the street. It didn't have lighting, which might sound stupid to a lot of people. But it had like some lights. But I will tell you, back From in the, the day, we would have people park their cars around the court and provide lighting, and that was really cool. Oh, that would be like, dude. That's like an old movie type of deal. Yep. You get that one guy who's like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, I'll drain my battery. We're playing music, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll drain my battery. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, game's over. It's, you know, 11 o'clock in the (laughs) summertime, but somebody's going to jump my car so he can leave. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But sticking with the the basketball one, number 14, high school musical versus number two, white men can't jump. This is where I think we have to lay high school musical to rest. I am going with... White Man Can't Jump, and it is also getting 83% of the vote. That's tough, but I did vote for White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. I think we, uh, at, one, at some point, <laughs> you got Cinderella story's got to come to an end. Sweet uh-huh. 16 is where it's over. Yeah, eventually, Troy Bolton has to graduate. Uh, how about this one, though? Let's move on to the other region where we're getting hockey versus golf. Or, sorry, boxing versus golf in this first matchup. Rocky versus Happy Gilmore. Currently, Happy Gilmore is leading with 58% of the vote. I voted for Rocky. I did too. (laughs) Thank God. I like Happy Gilmore. That was another movie I also waited 25 years to see. No shit. Yeah. I just, everyone quoted all the time, so it's like, I'm getting all the best parts of it. It's whatever. No, I will say when I watched it, it was like, all right, there's just enough cheesiness here. It's like, it's getting kind of old. I think you have to watch it. It's like a... Teenager, like a 13, yeah. 14 year old where, like, kid. Every, where every joke is hilarious to you. Uh-huh. I also wasn't in a giggly mood. It was like kind of like the evening. I was a little hungry and I was like, get this freaking movie. You have to like so the stupid humor. Food. You yes. surprisingly don't like stupid humor, though. No. Um, like, like, it's like if you have to force the joke into it, I don't think it's that funny. And some people might hear me say that and be like, brother, I'm like, shut up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of all the people with some of the jokes you have a Facebook comment that you've been commenting oh, on every year for like five years now that's hysterical Pe- people literally message me <laughs> or your me. Dodge Charger joke <laughs> what do you mean Dodge you, Charger joke you're, dri- you're currently driving a Dodge Charger yeah and you thought it would be funny to put it on your story, like new whip. Oh, who did. yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. where you, I still don't understand how you thought it was a joke. But like yeah, everybody I started was... telling you, like, "Hey, congratulations on the new car." That's where the mistake really settled in. Where it's like, "Oh no!" I, and you even tried to tell me about it. Like I saw it on your story, and I was like, "I don't get that joke." Like, you're yeah. like, "No," because like people think I got a new car, and I'm like, "Yeah." I don't get the joke. I don't I don't know what's happening. It was one of those moments where I was like, this is funny. And someone's like, oh, yeah, dude, for sure. And I don't actually, looking back, I don't think they're paying attention to what I was saying. So it just sets me up even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Live and you learn. Tough times. Uh, number 16, or sorry, Sweet 16, <laughs> number 11, Dodgeball versus number two, Caddyshack. Dodgeball is winning by 61%. 
I, do have people just not seen Caddyshack? Have you seen Caddyshack? Oh goodness, I haven't. Wait until you're thirty. I was on supposed that one, to. Or? That's the movie I was supposed to watch this week, and I was sitting on my couch like, man, I was supposed to watch a movie. Can't remember. It must not be that good of a movie if I can't remember it. So, sat there and watched some college basketball, which I get. You should be I've watching watched college, college a shit basketball. ton of dodgeball. That movie was. That's a movie that was hilarious to me as a kid, like a teenager. It's freaking hysterical. It's a good movie. Like when they giving him lessons, and he's like, "If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball." And he throws it and hits that guy in the head. I still think about that sometimes, and that was the reason why I never laid down in class. I never put my head down on a desk. It was like I'm not getting a wrench thrown at me because I can barely dodge a ball. And I sure as hell know I ain't dodging this. When I'm driving on the highway, like we were in Vegas, and then we're like we needed to get somewhere. I was like. Pfft. Let's cross the street, boys. If you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. And I would just take off. Hilarious joke. Still here to talk about it. Another one. I can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> the next I mean, in Vegas, you don't cross the street. There's the aerial walkway, so like it was whatever. But <laughs> Right. Got a little group chuckle. We went about our way. Hung over so what so. are you voting on this one? You're going dodgeball? Because oh, I went dodgeball, yeah. You haven't seen Caddyshack. Because I have not. For some reason. Uh, all right. So that, is my vote valid then? Yeah, like, is it? I don't even know. I mean, that's Either a fair way, question. Like, even if it's just me, like, if we eliminate your vote, me versus the poll, the poll's winning by so much that I think dodgeball has to advance. Would I hate it if people just started voting Caddyshack? No, I wouldn't. Because Caddyshack is definitely a better movie than dodgeball. Let's get to our, our football ones, though. Last two. The number one seed, Remember the Titans, versus number five, Friday Night Lights. To me, it is Remember the Titans, but these are two of my favorite football movies. It's just hard to beat Remember the Titans. It has the football aspect. It has Mm -hmm. Denzel, but it also will pull at your heartstrings in so many different ways. So, for me, it's Remember the Titans. I mean, same here. Like We talked about it on one of the previous shows going over the brackets. It's that Remember the Titans is my favorite movie of all time. Of all time. Pretty, I mean, it's up there. I don't that and the Batman movies. What's your favorite scene from Remember the Titans? Um, probably when they they get to training camp or they go to the camp offside at the campus, and he's like, I'm, "I want some water." And he's like, "Oh, you're thirsty? Oh, so we're gonna run till you're not thirsty no more." Mm-hmm. And then they go, and then like when they do like the wheelbarrow drill or whatnot, I thought that was super cool. Like all the cutscenes of them playing in games, I thought that was awesome. I love the part where Julius hangs the poster. And Gary Batier is like, you're going to have to take that down. I'm not looking at that all week. Yeah. Like, you can use your x-ray vision, Superman, because it ain't coming down. <laughs> I thought that was the most badass line ever. Like, I probably pulled a big country and, like, overused it a million times in high school. It's like, well, you yeah. can use your x-ray vision because it ain't coming down. Uh, but that I, I, and the, the strong side, weak side, I thought that uh-huh. was super cool. Yeah. Like, just as, a, like, being a kid watching that and then, like, you'd go to practice and be like, strong side. And everyone else would be like, weak side. Like, the coaches would start it. So it wasn't me doing it. But I was just like, I know where this came from. <laughs> right. God, you guys were so corny in high school. Dude, it's freaking fourth grade football. Absolutely. Uh, last I remember one. that we wanted to do the wheelbarrow drill where, like, you have to, like, jump over one another and roll. Kids are too stupid to figure you call it out. it the wheelbarrow ro- drill? Pretty sure that's what it's called. Barrel drill or whatever. We call them monkey rolls. That might actually be it. I don't know. I just call it the old barrel drills. What it reminds <laughs> me of just barrels flipping over one another. <laughs> yeah. I probably, honestly, I mean, it's probably so. what my coach like, I don't know what the fuck you you're talking about. You said it like the wheelbarrow. I was like, you mean where like one person. Is I did on their say hands wheelbarrow. I meant the barrel drill. 
Either way, I think it's. I, we well, always I'm, called it monkey. I'm clearly wrong here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so hard to do. I can remember uh, our coach trying to get us to do that in like seventh grade. Like mm-hmm. the first time really playing organized tackle football, full pads for most kids. It was like, okay, this one you start and you roll to, to your right. And the kid that's on your right is going to jump over you and then roll to his left. And you're just going to keep doing it in a pattern, in a pattern. Couldn't figure it out. Like yeah. the first group of kids that was up there, I wasn't part of it. But even like watching these kids, like you would get honestly two kids that would jump into each other because they couldn't figure out how to do the drill. Coach tries for like five to ten minutes. And he's like, get me you know, another group up here that can try it. Another group comes up. They're making the same mistakes. And then eventually coach is just like, nope, we are done. Like you guys are too dumb to do this drill, which honestly, like I don't really know what it does for you in football. Yeah. It's more of like an exercise, make you tired. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've never in my life been in a situation on a football field where I had to uh, lay on the ground and then jump over a kid that was rolling towards me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, cause, yeah, because once you hit the ground, the play's pretty much over with. Yeah, like, like it's like or like just... the get up quickly thing. I get it, but I'm usually not just jumping over somebody to then roll away. Like yeah. that, that should have been like intruder training. <laughs> That's, it's not a football drill. I don't know. Stop dropping rolls. What it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one. Number uh, sweet sixteen. Number fourteen. The longest yard. Adam Sandler version. Verse number fifteen. The program. And the fact that this movie, The Longest Yard, keeps advancing, honestly, makes me hate it even more. I don't see. And I'm going to attack you for a second. I don't see how you can look at Happy Gilmore and be like, that's stupid. That I didn't find it funny. But also love The Longest Yard. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Same actor pretty much in the movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But one is even dumber. Yeah, because you and stand in front of a yard. pitching machine and like, got to get ready for hockey season next year. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> You've never done that? You've never lived until you've stood over home plate. You've never done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, like, did the, like, oh, hockey season. We didn't even have hockey. <laughs> yeah. We just, yeah, hockey season starts in 364 days. Got to get ready. <laughs> did you really Boom. do that? Yeah. Did I bail before the ball got there? Of course I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you idiot. <laughs> uh-huh. It was, I think it was our group. It was like a, a baseball outing. We went to... <laughs> The pitching machines, which had to be like a field trip because we lived in a tiny ass little town. Yeah. So it took like a field trip to go to the batting cages. And a couple <laughs> of us did it. Uh, there was one kid who did stand in, and I don't, he didn't get hurt like super badly, but he did get hurt. Yeah. But it, even then, it was like, what is it, like 60 miles per hour maybe at a pitching machine? Yeah. It's not Pretty that solid bad. ball, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's what separates the men's from the boys. Exactly. Uh, but number days. 14, The Longest Yard, versus number 15, The Program. Obviously, I am voting for The Program. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a tough spot to be in, but here we go. There's no need to worry because number 15 seed, The Program, is advancing once again with my vote here. Screw The Longest Yard getting it. I like the movie. I didn't like it that much. The Program, <laughs> I like not. it even more. Right. That is our uh, March Madness bracket, trying to figure out – the best sports movie out there. I like the way the bracket's going. There are not any movies where I'm like, man, got to have that one still. Yeah. It was it, uh, two that I do love that have been eliminated now, Field of Dreams and Bull Durham, two of my favorite sports yep. movies. Not that you don't seem that upset about Caddyshack, though. 
Not that upset about Caddyshack. Love it. Is it that good of a it's movie? A good movie. And I, it's not like the dumb Adam Sandler type humor. Okay. You do know who Bill Murray is. We talked about that one, right? Yeah. It's a Bill yeah, he's Murray. He's in Space movie. Jam. Yeah. Yes. That was my first introduction to Bill Murray. So it's just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Tell the truth Monday. Absolutely. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, so you guys can vote on our Twitter Ugh. at Mic'd Up. Uh, let us know. Sound off because some of these movies that are advancing. You know what? Kind I, of ridiculous. I, do need to admit something, and I'm going to do it here because my Tell the Truth Tuesdays, I think, we'll save those for tomorrow. I've never really gotten into Bill Murray movies, so I don't find him that humorous as an actor. So the door is right there. <laughs> because, like, some of his most recent movies are, like, super weird. No, he's gotten into, like, odd, serious So that's now. where, like, that's my mind. What like, about, that's like, how I view. That's, okay, I did see that. I thought it would, I mean... Groundhog Day? That freaked me out, to be honest with you. Groundhog Day? I've not seen that one. <laughs> of course you haven't. Why would you, <laughs> why would you have? Ghostbusters actually kind of freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> that fucker comes out of, the, out of a picture, dude. And you just got these guns that you're blasting away, and then this evil witch lady. <laughs> that's like, that's your And the Michelin Man just movie? freaking walking through. As a kid, you, it was. You classify that as a horror movie, don't you? Not a horror movie, but like I'm not just going to comfortably watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it in the dark at night. <laughs> Why would I do that? Like, that I a- also, I haven't seen Ghostbusters in a really long time. I know they've come out with like two new ones. I haven't even watched them. I haven't watched either of them. I heard they're good. I actually haven't yeah. watched them either. Uh, one place that I do know is good is Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. Uh, visit them for their happy hour starting at 2 o'clock. Yes, that's what I said. 2 o'clock. Running until 8 p.m. Two for one drink specials, two dollar draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. The car shop is located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on First and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com. Even if you're not in the area and you just kind of want to check it out, you've been hearing us talk about it, just go look at the website, downtownlube.com. It's a pretty cool site. They did a good job with it. Mark's happy with it. I want to make sure traction keeps getting there. Keep the traffic flowing just like it is into the shop. So, also, it's not a matter of if, it doesn't matter of when. You're going to need your tires or oil change and your vehicle serviced. And make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. I would love for someone to just pop into the shop at First and Main mm-hmm. and go to the counter and then say, what can we do for you today? And that person just say, nothing. I heard about <laughs> you on Mic'd Up. I just wanted to take a look at the shop. Don't need my oil to change. I'm just here for the scenery. <laughs> go Jayhawks and then leave. That's what you should do at downtown yep. loom. Or just go get your oil change there because it's super convenient. Uh, let's finish the show out with our Matchmaker Monday. My first one of the show of the day is Zion Williamson. And I have weight loss slash health because it does look like he is not going to play at all this season. Just a couple weeks. I think there are like three weeks left in the NBA season. At this point, like, why bring him back? You're going to be yeah, very low-seeded team. I, I think you're probably playing in the play-on game last time I checked the standings. But it just, it is kind of tough. I, I know that we make the jokes. I'm not his biggest fan. But at some point, you do have to wonder, like, what if he were healthy? What <laughs> if he were playing? Because he was very good last year. Yeah, And as much as I've doubted him and poked fun at him, he was good when he was out there. So I, I eventually I do want to see him out there. 
I, I don't think that it will be with the Pelicans, though. I, I think that he's going to find a way to force him way, his way out of there in the next year or, or, or two. But I, his longevity there is not – it's not in New Orleans. He's, he will eventually be in a big market, I think. I mean, do you think he's even going to be able to in a, be in a position where he can force his way out, or is it just like Pelicans are like, hey, actually, dude, we're just done with this. This is ridiculous. We no, they'll try to get something out of him, like Anthony Davis. Torrey's yeah. like, I'm absolutely not coming back here and playing. Well, absolutely like, okay, in terms we're of trading him, but they're not going to wait for him to force his way. They're just going to say, Oh, yeah, it might be like a mutual thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to be here. We're kind of tired of your shit anyway. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that could happen, but it is crazy. Number one overall pick, like, looked like he was certainly going to be an all-star, and now he can barely see the court. I mean, this a couple seasons in his young career so far that he's just he's not able to – in this one, he didn't even start the season. I was going to say he couldn't finish the season, but he couldn't even start the season this year because of a foot injury. And at probably 300, 320 pounds, going to be hard to recover from a foot injury. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And the fact that it's taken this long, too, is definitely concerning. My first matchmaker Monday was Texas football having the same amount of success as the basketball team. Texas. I mean, granted, they just lost the other night, but it's the fact that, like, hey, they're actually they gave you some hope in the season and Texas football is just not there. We talked about this with Michigan before last football season where, you know, maybe they're just kind of turning into a basketball school. Maybe that's Texas right now. And I say this with the hope of, like, when I said that about Michigan, the football team kind of got it together and beat Ohio State this past year. So I'm hoping that same trend is going to work for Texas and I'm just going to put it out there. Again, this is in all hopes of Texas football having a great amount of success this next year. So I'm going to say Texas is the basketball school right now. <laughs> You're trying to do that whole speaking into existence thing. Again. 100%. A little reverse psychology. It worked in Michigan. They went um, all the way to college football playoff. You know, one thing that people don't know about me because I get all the text and all the tweets about it. I'm not a Texas basketball fan. Like yeah. people try to talk shit to me about Texas basketball. I don't care. I was actively rooting for Purdue last night because I had Purdue pick to win. I had I have no interest in Texas basketball. Oh man. So like I've just I'm just a fan of Texas. Like even if there's a women's basketball game on, which granted they're good at women's basketball, it's like pff, yeah, rooting for them. Volleyball, also granted good at volleyball, rooting for them. It's freaking I can't even say swim because they're good at swim too. Texas is good at everything but fucking football, apparently. Yeah. Even baseball. Great at baseball. And I I should walk back my comments a little bit. I do like to see them win, but even like last night is, a, I think, a great example of like, oh, I want them to win games, but I don't think they will, and I picked against them. There's so I'm no rooting emotion for when they lose from you. Yeah, like, if they, like mm. if they beat KU or Oklahoma or something like that, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I couldn't tell you if they won or lost against Oklahoma this year. I have no idea, I nor do I really like care. So, like, if you try to talk shit to me about Texas basketball, indefensible. Like, I just water off the duck's back. I don't, like, thanks, cool, whatever. (laughs) I don't think I've heard that one before. Water (laughs) off a duck's back? You're so young. (laughs) What? Yeah. That's stupid. That's funny. It's good. It was not my original content. It's not stupid. It's a little silly, but it's good. (laughs) It's, yeah. How's it go? Water off a duck's back. Like, if you try to talk shit to me about Texas basketball, it just rolls right off my back. I don't, don't even care. Psh, doesn't Water stick. off a duck's don't back. Don't care. Irrelevant to me. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm a Duke fan in basketball. Yeah. Which is working out pretty well for me. But I'm not a big enough college basketball fan to where you can't talk shit to me about college basketball really at all because I just don't care. So that's me. My next Matchmaker Monday, um, one thing that I do care about very passionately is the Kansas City Royals. Uh, I saw a tweet last night, though, and I know we've talked about it before as well, and it was comparing the Baltimore Baltimore Orioles payroll this year, which is at like $30, $35 million, and the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is at about $235 million. And I'm sure that the, the person that tweeted it probably meant it the way that I took it as well. Like, hey, this is absolutely ridiculous. But I do think the bigger problem is the fact that a Major League Baseball team is only paying their players roughly $35 million. And it's not just the Orioles. It seemed like the uh, who's ever in Cleveland, the Guardians. They're doing the same thing. It's like, how can you only pay this much money? And I think that's what they're trying to get away with, with, uh, you know, the tanking and, the way that they're redoing the draft for Major League Baseball. Uh, I also think, and this is a popular opinion that should have been in the CBA this year, is that there needs to be a salary cap floor. Absolutely. We talk about a competitive balance tax to where these teams can't pay ungodly amounts, but there should be something in there that says, hey, you have to pay $75 million. You have to have a payroll of $75 million. Because to have 26 guys on a roster – or, you know, even if you're paying some of your 40-man roster, you've got to have some players on there. They're like, okay, this is a $10 million player. Yeah. Even with the Royals, who are another small market team, paying a guy like Zach Grinke, like, hey, here's $13 million. Or re-upping guys like Hunter Dozier or Salvador Perez. you got to pay something. It's not going to be $200 million for every team, but you should be getting close to $100 million. And if you can't afford that, I'm sorry, you should not be an owner. 100%. And the, you know, the, but the crazy thing is you can't afford it. Every owner or ownership group can afford it. They just choose not to because you're making billions of dollars, and the only thing you're paying out is like yeah, $50 million. Which is probably less than what you're getting taxed. That's year. a pretty good profit budget margin. to have. Yeah. <laughs> a little profit. Pretty yeah. freaking good spot to be in. Yeah, but I, I do hate it. It drives me nuts, and I, I root for a small market team. So I get it, but at the same time, it's ridiculous. $35 million, do better, Major League Baseball. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. And my last Matchmaker Monday here is going to be me and being congested free. Last week was tough. Started the radio show here in Joplin. It was great. It went awesome. I was nasaled up the whole freaking time. Sounded like damn Squidward. Had a little cough in the middle. There were moments where I had to get up in the middle of the show and go cough in the back room. I'd have to go back. on rants because you just like – out of nowhere, up out of your seat. And I just want to go ahead and say right here, I appreciate it. Thank you. But we're back. You sound better this week. Yeah, I feel I feel a lot better, too. Rested and recovered. Yeah, look at me. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys listening to our show as well. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app uh, live at 10 a.m. Central Time. We thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you.